Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we'll speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. This week, our guest is Brian Kosarek, the founder of the new platform and social media community, Unite. Brian is looking to change the way that queer people find support in life when our happiness, well-being, and mental health are being challenged. As we dive in today's topic, please keep in mind that this is a mental health podcast. We will talk about sensitive and difficult issues that are not appropriate for all audiences. Please take care while listening. Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Um, I am Renee, and I am so excited to have our guest, Brian Kosarek, here with us today, who is the founder of the Unite app, which is so awesome. And I'm so excited that you have like launched this and are exploring it. And it's so aligned with what Open Space does. It and really wants. is. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited where the direction you're going, the direction we're going, and I look forward to the day where we kind of start to really cross paths and support one another. Me too. So, yeah. so for our, <laughs> our listeners who don't know uh-huh. you yet, yep. uh, what is the Unite app and how how did it, well, we'll go into how it came into fruition sure. in a minute, but like, can you inter- do the two sentence like intro? Yeah, pieces? Unite is just looking to bridge the gap between self-help and therapy. There's a lot of people that want more support, but don't always know where to start where to start. So our goal is to curate the experts, the content and community or community experiences Mm -hmm. to better support people through a community centric model. Right, Right. which is wonderful. Like Mm -hmm. something, and I know we'll get more into this in Mm -hmm. a minute, but something that um, we really want to be kind of a stopping spot for Mm -hmm. people as they're in their health journey, but their full life is the community. Their Mm -hmm. full life is being out and having resources and building these relationships. Um, And so as you continue to expand and we continue to expand, Mm -hmm. um, I just, I value this so much and I love that we're coming at it from kind of the two ends. Exactly. And I think what, you know, no matter who I talk to, Mm -hmm. community is the answer that I keep getting from experts from homelessness to LGBTQ, we're all craving community. I mean, that's how we evolved, is to live with community, but America being just such like a individualistic society, we think that we have to solve all our problems on our own. We got ourselves in this situation. We have to get ourselves out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some stats just to put out there is that the average length for somebody to find support from the onset of, of having some challenges with mental health to actual uh, treatment or you know intervention or support could be up to 11 years and that's a really long time it's a really long time and what we would love to achieve with unite is to let people know they don't have to do it alone mm-hmm. even if they did get themselves into a situation which we all do mm-hmm. um, the sooner that we could find a resource take in content connect to a community that relates to us mm-hmm. and then find the right experts you know we could cut that time down significantly yeah and so that's what I hope with Unite is, you know, where wellness start, starts is one of our taglines. And if you don't know where to turn, you could start with content. Mm-hmm. I think we could both agree that uh, mental health in a way is a language. Mm-hmm. And if you have the language to communicate your needs, then you're more willing to ask for support. Yeah. But you want to go to France without, I mean, <laughs> most of us do now yeah. these days, but you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think like one of the things I've really loved about social media and um, I'm clearly a podcast person, mm-hmm. like is it's an easy, safe, low stress way to start hearing about it, learning other people's experiences, not feeling alone and kind of getting that language mm-hmm. and that drive to be like, oh, somebody else might be experiencing what I'm experiencing. Totally. Maybe I can reach out. And that's the hope with Unite when I, you know, people are like, how did you get here? And I'm like, well, it was a 10 year journey. It didn't happen overnight. And when you go through the experience, it is very fragmented. Um, And you're like, okay, what's this? Why do I feel this way? Who am I supposed to work with? And I fully committed myself to the journey. I mean, it's a never ending journey. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I looked back and I was like, that was really messed up. (laughs) Um, You know, it was always me looking for an answer, knowing something wasn't right, but not knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. And in front of me was always someone with a bill saying, oh, you want help with being a human? Mm-hmm. Pay me this. And it just, it really disturbed me. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing we wanted to create with Unite, our first feature is kind of this, you know, evolving wellness content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have 14 areas of life and based on the areas where you want more support, we have 130 LGBTQ subcategories but you could think of it like Pinterest, the way Pinterest organizes photos, Unite organizes podcasts. Mm-hmm. So we have 14 areas of life and then you start to get introduced to content that can support you. And my hope is as we grow, um, if you like a piece of content, maybe you'll discover the expert that's behind it or the creator. And maybe they've gone down the journey and they could support you and introduce you to a community. Mm-hmm. So it's an ongoing you know, process to not only grow the app, build out the content, mm-hmm. grow the community, but I feel like we're on a really good path. That's awesome. So. so what about you? Like speaking of who are the founders behind these things, yeah. where were you at the beginning of your 10 year experience mm. to now? And like, <laughs> when did they like, I need to build community and space for this. Yeah, so community was always there for me. Um, you know, there were several points. Um, we'll get a little dark, but I think this is, this is a, a safe space. This is a mental health podcast, <laughs> that is what we do. Um, I mean, we're all going through something. And, you know, I just want to preface it with, I think our default state as humans is like a sense of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us in this society try to be happy and covered up. But I just, I, 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 had, I did have the sadness. Um, and I didn't know where it, it came from or how to address it. I was just like, okay, there's something there. Mm. Um, so I would say the first thing is coming out as LGBTQ plus, you know, you're not given a book and told how to exist or get support or talk to your family. So that was the first thing is you always have this sense of like, I let my family down, or at least I did. And so that was like the opening to, you know, my life is like, you're different. You don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. you're supposed to do something. So I had to navigate that on my own. The good news is my parents got pregnant at a very young age. Uh, My mom was 17, my dad was 20. They knew, number one, they weren't sure if they were getting married, but they knew the best answer for the child and who is my sister and loving this child is that they wanted a family that could support them. Mm -hmm. So they did uh, make the hard decision to give my sister up for adoption. Mm -hmm. I met her when I was eight years old um, and then as I grew, you know, I saw the PTSD that my mother had. Mm. And as a son, I wanted to help her. So I would talk to her and I would want her to solve her problems and, you know, um, help her grow. But she was really just wanting to vent. And 
uh, and that generation doesn't necessarily always turn to therapy. So uh, we ended up in a lot of fights. I would trigger her PTSD, um, trying to solve her problem. She, you know, it wasn't directly at me, but it was a, I felt like there was a sense of frustration mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, over the years that added to this sense of maybe, you know, disappointment or let down around my parents. And I was like, okay, I need to, to address this. If my parents aren't necessarily going to do the work themselves, I need to do something to better understand myself. And so that was like the start of it, right? Like those two things, the most important yeah. things, your foundation, your parents, mm -hmm. and then your whole sense of identity. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I knew I wanted to understand one, why my mom and I had this dynamic. Mm -hmm. Two, how I could be the best version of myself, um, you know, that panned out in my relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's all connected. Yeah, it you really know, is. It is. How old were you when you were at the point where you're like, I need to, I need to take care of this for myself? It wasn't until 34. Yeah. I mean, it was late because you just think, oh, my mom and I or my dad and I have this dynamic. Like it's mm -hmm. a, a, a parent child, but there's always something mm -hmm. underneath that we just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to see it impacting like my relationships a little bit, and I didn't, I didn't have the full context yeah. of what was going on. Um, but I, you know, I built this cage around my heart to protect mm -hmm. it from this dynamic with my, my parents. And um, I started to attract relationships where they had lost a parent prior to me dating them. Hmm. So the first one or two, I was like, okay. Second, third, hmm. fourth, fifth, sixth. I was like, okay, okay, what is going on here? Okay, this is a pattern you cannot deny. Yeah, yeah. so that's the thing is if, this, if any pattern is showing up in anybody's life, mm -hmm. around the third or fourth time, you should start to pay attention yeah. to it. So that's when I realized maybe, oh, I'm probably struggling with a little ambiguous grief. And mm -hmm. that's what it was, mm -hmm. is I had this sadness, whether it was wanting to help my mother, who didn't necessarily want help, but I was wanting to help her. Um, or our dynamic or whatever it was, yeah. you know, there was this, this underlying sense of, of sadness and grief. So, um, that was like where I got to over the first, let's say five years of working on myself was mm -hmm. creating that narrative, but it was a journey to even figure out what ambiguous grief is. Yeah. It's a real, that's a really hard one to mm -hmm. have enough perspective to even be like something is off here and yeah. I can't figure it out and not for any other reason than if you are born into the family where that exists, yeah. you don't know a different reality. Exactly. So you don't know that there's a thing. Exactly. And so I think from there, once I could wrap up my head around it, I had more compassion for my parents and my mother. Mm -hmm. I better understood our dynamic and how to remove myself. Um, you know, I'm still working through how to build a relationship with this sense of grief because I still know I attract mm -hmm. like attracts like and I'm still attracting grief. So I don't know exactly how to you don't ever get rid of grief is my understanding, yeah. but you can continue to just be aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so that was really where I started. And then it just took so long to get to that point of like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like five to seven years yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. But to me, you know, I, I, I do believe in therapy. Mm -hmm. um, community helped me when I came out. Mm -hmm. Community helped my mom find my sister. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, uh, did lose five friends to death by suicide. Um, community was there to support me during that. So I knew there was something to community. Mm -hmm. At every turn, mm -hmm. 
whether it was me or my family, community was always the answer. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take what supported me in my life and find a way to bring that to others through technology, through resources, by curating the experts, and just make the process a little more simple for people that may be like, what's going on in my life? Yeah, like I, it's such an important thing to be able to take your experience and be like, these are the strong things in it, mm -hmm. and these are the things that I know can help with other people and help exactly. translate in other ways. And we talked, you know, you were talking about language, and yes, it's the language of your own feeling, but it's also the language of community mm -hmm. and the importance of that. Yeah, and that was, I would say that's the biggest aha moment for me is when I sat in this like three day group retreat mm -hmm. and I thought I was the one in the closet. And then as everybody started talking, mm -hmm. everybody is holding a secret. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, got it. We're all going through the same experience just from different angles. But even just seeing other people struggle, maybe it's a version of what I went through. Maybe it's, you know, it's completely different. But you just realize we're all going through our own thing. Yeah. And that just m allows you to sigh a breath of relief when you're like, okay, I'm not alone in this journey. Mm -mm. That's what I want other people to experience. Yeah. And I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you are as well. Yeah. One, so where Unite is at now yeah. and where you've mm -hmm. been in the last year, yeah. you've got the content. But then mm -hmm. what's the difference for you as you go into community building and, mm -hmm. and what that looks like? The difference between like community and one-on-one -on -one care. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really hold important parts in the journey. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't really re replace them. They serve different parts of uh, the process of healing. So, you know, I, I, when I started, everybody has an entry door into their own awakening, their own healing. And for me, that was, you know, the sense of the loss of myself in a relationship. I didn't know myself well enough got into the wrong relationship. Amazing man. I truly believe we're there to pivot each other onto the right path, mm -hmm. which totally looking back is what it was. And um, I always just ebbed and flowed out of community support and one-on-one -on -one support. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, and I may ask you to rephrase the question just one more time to make sure I'm answering it correctly. The, like, as you've, mm -hmm moved into or community support as you're building mm -hmm. community through unite yeah. how is that different or what does that support look like with unite that's different than if somebody came and sat with me or somebody's gotcha. in gotcha. a relationship and that is their primary support yeah okay um yeah so really i mean we're, we're still very early on <laughs> um so we are all about early stage growth and uh uh content um, so right now we did launch um, Unite Social, mm -hmm. which is our community experiences. Um, coming out of COVID, we did see a turn away from more content, more towards community. Mm -hmm. So people naturally are craving that connection again. Um, so an example of one thing we did with Unite Social is we did a breathwork session at the base of the Hollywood Hill mm -hmm. before we hiked up to the... Um, the Hollywood sign. We had a beautiful, you know, uh, breathwork session, uh, short meditation, stretching, and then on the hike up, we had a curated playlist for the members to listen to 
or we had a therapist on the hike. They were able to talk to the therapist. We had three hours to hike up and down. Mm -hmm. Or they could connect with the community of guys that were also on that journey um, going up to the hike. And it became this really beautiful flow of, you know, some had to stay back to support the other man that was getting a little overheated. Some just went off up front and really built bonds. Um, some stopped and just stood and walked with the therapist the whole time having conversations. And you know, that that felt more natural to me mm -hmm. in our human evolution as far as human interactions. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like the ideal experience that I want for everything we do with Unite. As we scale that, my hope is that we empower other providers, wellness providers, coaches, therapists, mentors to create similar experiences. Mm -hmm. But right now where we're at, we're testing it with a, you know, a small group. Mm -hmm. We're doing these experiences and we always have some form of content, some experts and um, that community that kind of surrounds them. And we are seeing people form these bonds that go past our experience. So that's what I love to see. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, I love that you're doing like physically active things. Mm -hmm. One, you're like starting this with like some caretaking for your body and mm -hmm. getting people like centered and grounded and, and feeling present mm -hmm. and then moving your body while you're engaging and yeah. not just like going to a coffee shop and sitting yeah. and like hearing somebody talk or going to a bar or you know whatever but mm -hmm. really holding creating and holding that space for people to like just engage with each other and share an experience together yeah and that's you know I think again at the end of the day that's all we're looking for mm -hmm. is someone that could just tell us you know what I've been through that it's gonna be okay or here's your next step that maybe you can consider um, or, you know, take this content and go home and s listen to it, sit on it, meditate, and see what shows up for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's all we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And however that shows up is great. Mm -hmm. I just hope to streamline the process. And as we evolve as a company and an app and a community, I'm sure it's going to go in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we're does. at today. <laughs> it always uh, does. Yeah. yeah. What, who, as you're like starting these, um, these social events and uh -huh. they're up and going and you've had really positive engagement so far. Yeah. Who are you wanting to um, reach out to in this in this stage? I know future plans that gets bigger. But yeah, right now. yeah. Um, I mean, we are very much testing it with like a, a niche community just to figure out. I want to develop like what is the unite formula. Mm -hmm. We all have different themes, you know. What I've heard as a statistic is that like ninety percent of support comes from the expert or the mentor you have access to, the structure they offer, the community, and um, the insights, the knowledge that you take in. And the other 10, 15, 20% is really you just showing up, mm -hmm. taking action on what you need to do as a person. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out within those, like what is the Unite formula? What is the magic that, that really makes people feel supported? Mm -hmm. um, even if we were to give every therapist in this country, you know, a client for every hour they could possibly work, we'd, we'd be, I think, around like two to three million people. Mm -hmm. And the statistic is there's like 51 million adults mm -hmm. in the U.S. and probably, you know, whatever. I mean, I think like the, the total statistic, statistic between youth and adults is like 131 million mm -hmm. people that want more support. Um, and we are in a turbulent period right now. So how do we scale it mm -hmm. to support more people? Mm -hmm. One-on-one -on -one is not a viable model for mm -hmm. most people. Um, so we are testing it in this group setting. Uh, right now, it is you know with gay men, because I understand them. I could mm -hmm. 
work with them a little better. Um, but who would I love for you know to reach out to me or I reach out to them? Um, more experts. I just need people that believe in the work we're doing and believe in mental health and mental health support. Um, as we figure that out, we're going to scale that to other communities, starting with LGBTQIA+. Um, so I need different people from different communities because what will happen as we start to roll out other communities is I'll work with leaders that could represent their communities mm -hmm. and they'll figure out what is the things that they need support with, what is the um, entry point into the work, you know, and that, that type of stuff. So I would say definitely number one, experts or mm -hmm. therapists. Um, I would love to see people download the app, claim their podcast if they have a podcast, um, upload content, it's user generated, so bring on content that you know, two-minute clips that, that you think is important for people to understand. Um, and I think right now that's really going to be the work that we're doing for the next year to two is just connecting with experts and content and creating this experience. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, one thing I think we've both learned as we're launching businesses is, like, starting with the the community or the part of the big, our bigger community mm -hmm. that you really click with and understand mm -hmm. and can sync with mm -hmm. is a really great place to start building structure. It is. Um, I'm with OSTC, we work a lot with um, gender expansive people. And a big mm -hmm. part of that is that's where I that's where I click and that's where I understand. And we've exactly. been able to, able to expand out from that as we yeah. bring more people on that have different experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love that you're you're starting with with gay men because that is you know the the close families. Yeah, I mean it was so interesting when I started. I was like, oh, gay men and lesbians—they have everything. They've been dealing with this for a while. <laughs> they don't need my support. And I, you know, I had several um, childhood friends who now have kids and family friends, and they have um, trans and non-binary non-binary children. And they're like, this community really needs support. And I was like, yeah. And it, you know, it was interesting because I really did want to support a community that could could benefit and use the support. And you know, it really is a every community has its own language, its own, you know. So I think it's so important for people to work with therapists that truly understand them, and and vice versa, mm -hmm. you know. And I, that that is part of the process. I would love to streamline mm -hmm. in our expert search mm -hmm. is really getting people matched with the right. Yeah. Uh, support because I do hear terrible stories. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to get started on that. We are going to have like a future podcast. Yeah. We're probably be like mental health after dark or something yeah. where we're just going to talk about therapist horror stories because I know we all have them. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but that's a different. Yeah. That's a different episode. <laughs> we'll have you back. What? So let's talk about the future of Unite. Totally. Like, what? What are you wanting to do next? I know you have. A million ideas but yeah. like as you build out the social and expand that what, what comes next yeah I mean I think and I would love to just toss this idea yeah. around with you because there are so many people right now that want support but what what are you seeing the what is the resistance to people coming into the space that you're seeing mm. because that's the direction I need to go into is to create something that is accessible mm -hmm. that is for me, I want it to be more social. Mm -hmm. um, I have my idea what that is, and I would love to hear from you first as an expert and a therapist of what you think prevents people from getting into the space and seeking out support. Yeah, and it's tough. And I, it's, I, the word resistance is very like a tough one. Sure, sure. Because in 
mental health speak that's been really weaponized uh -huh. against the person who's seeking help. Sure. The professionals can get snotty about it and be like, oh, I don't have anything to look at because this person's just resistant to treatment. Sure. It's like, no, not that's not true. If they're yeah. showing up, they're interested, interested, so you're doing something and where, why aren't you meeting them yeah. there? So I think there's been a big um, shift or shift that's happening with more modern therapists that are mm -hmm. like, resistance is not a thing. Yeah. Um, I think, so, I'm um, a soapbox, but I know that's not your question. Um, but the, like, some of the ambivalence around it that we're finding is really helpful is having therapists who understand or have some shared lived experience with the person showing up. Mm -hmm. And so just like you're talking about your social groups, we're going to keep it to gay men, great. The, ther the clients that come see me tend to be like gender expansive artists. You know what I am? Mm -hmm. I'm a gender expansive artist. Yeah. And so we're already coming at it of in the same language space. Yeah. The people who see um, Kristen, who um, is a somatic person and specializes in um, sex therapy, is a burlesque dancer who is like a fully embodied queer person. And mm -hmm. so the people who see her are totally different than the people who see me, and it's because there's that, sh that shared link. Yeah. And it's the clients who start to realize like oh i've talked to these other therapists or i've seen like the therapist with the clipboard and like that sucks yeah um and finding that commonality and so you're starting with something in common so it feels safer mm -hmm. and i think a big part of it too is like mm, something i hear a lot from clients is like oh my god you're a real person mm -hmm. and like it's they've been in therapy experiences or they've talked to therapists that are, do the uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, that sounds hard, ooh, that's tough, and aren't really engaging and aren't really um, a part of the client's bigger community and the mm -hmm. bigger understanding. Yeah. And so if we want to create a space for the client or the person to show up as an authentic self, we got to show up as an authentic self. And mm -hmm. if, that's, if there's ambivalence in the client, it's because we're off. Yeah, and so we really have to look at ourselves. And that has uh, you, you for me. You nailed it on the head. Um, every time I had experience, it was with a one-on-one -on -one therapy. It was always like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And for me, I would love to see um, not a unite branded, you know, a therapist, but therapists that collaborate and partner with Unite because they believe in. The brand, mm -hmm. um, and it is important for me to work with experts and therapists and coaches and mentors that, you know, are relatable. Mm -hmm. um, one of the the therapists that we work with is six foot six, shaved head, <laughs> tattoos all over, their Lego and Superman, and that's what I love is that you know you're connecting with the individuals that you really relate to, mm -hmm. and I would love one to give those experts that really do own their authenticity a platform to be more visible for people to more easily find them. So that's number one right off the bat is um, building this brand that as an LGBTQ individual where you don't know what to start, mm -hmm. you know that if you choose a Unite pathway, you're going to be introduced mm -hmm. to these experiences, these experts and this content that does speak to you. So that's like top priority for me is to start onboarding and partnering with um, therapists that really believe in the brand and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Number two is 
just amazing partnerships, like outside of the expert space. Um, we're working with Shop, or sorry, we reached out to shopqueer.co. Um, they're all about uh, queer authors and making sure mm. they get more money. Um, and they have books going out all over the country on queer literature. You know, how can we sneak a bookmark in there that gets to middle America where they don't have the resources that we have in LA or the support or the community and they could scan that QR code and get back to the app for conversations and content and discover mm -hmm. the experts. Um, so really, I for the next two to three years, it is all partnership, whether that's the individual or the experiences and, and brands. Um, you know, I love how you're hitting different areas. And yeah. I think, you know, you're right with the more public people are about their own mental health journeys, their own relationship journeys, their own community journeys, the less scary it is. And the more, like, we can, like, actually come together yeah. and be more authentic each time. Exactly. There's um, something that's been coming up a lot this week mm -hmm. is... Um, there's a myth around like if you know a demon's name, then you can then you have power over the demon. Mm. And this that same mechanism or that there's a mechanism in your brain, if you can name an emotion, that emotion dissipates. And I I think that expand and I so I love this like demon metaphor. Mm -hmm. Not that emotions are demons, but they get demified. Yeah. That's not a word. Whatever. We'll go with it. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the same like as a community, that's our yeah. community work is to do that together mm -hmm. so we can be able to be more supportive and we can have a culture that is like this is just a part of all of our experiences exactly. it doesn't have to be big and scary yeah and i mean even uh you know as someone who's gone down the journey i still you know i was looking at your little pillow here with all the emotions <laughs> if it's gone it wasn't me <laughs> um but you know i when i like asked myself like what emotions are you feeling like i really couldn't come with the full range yeah and i think that is a, a thing as a a society that we have to start acknowledging is like we need to develop our language around mental health. And, and I think it will be very helpful. However that starts, you know, each person has a different, like I said, entry point into it. Um, one thing I've discovered is, is mental health is a toolbox. Mm -hmm. It is not a one mm -hmm. size fits all. It's mm -hmm. not a one solution answer. One answer solution. Yep, there, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think that's just so important to acknowledge is wherever you are is exactly the right place to start. Mm -hmm. um, don't wait 11 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it doesn't, yeah. The like creating different entry points yeah. in the way that Unite is doing and the way that you're mm -hmm. doing it is a beautiful way to have options for people. Mm -hmm. uh, so if somebody's not a content person, but they will meet up, go meet up with a group, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. It's so I'm so pumped about it. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. How how can people find you? Yeah, um, I would say the website, mm -hmm. theuniteapp.com. Mm -hmm. It's all spelled out: t h e u n i t e a p p dot com. It does have a little accent over the unite the e on the unite. I just could not <laughs> call it unite. I just I was like I need I wanted to be a global brand, so mm -hmm. I needed some accent yeah. somewhere, and that's where it ended. Um, but yeah, so theuniteapp.com. Um, on Instagram, uh, TikTok, it's the Unite app. Uh, Brian Kaseric, I would say the Unite app .com is okay. the best way to, to get back to everything Unite and Brian. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, we will definitely link all of those awesome. in the podcast notes. Yeah. Um, we'll share them on social media, of course. And yeah. we are so excited to talk to you and so excited to partner with I'm you. I'm so excited what you're doing. Yeah. I know, we got to do our first 
collaboration on yeah. uh, Out Magazine. Yes. That was so exciting. That is. Really I didn't exciting. know what the whole magazine was going to look like, but it was beautiful. Yeah. And thank you for absolutely. Thank you for giving your voice. Yeah. 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 I was like this week. I was like, oh, I need to go buy it. Where do you buy a magazine anymore? Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'll figure that. That's my job tomorrow is to find it. Perfect. Um, Thank you. So to end our podcast, what we've been asking people is, what is a queer moment of joy? Queer moment of joy. Oh, so many. Yeah. Like or, just being queer. <laughs> like literally, right? it is a privilege privilege of a lifetime uh, to be a queer individual to not have constraints or you know preconceived notions of who I have to be, and just being able to create myself. I think it's one of the biggest gifts in the world. Yes, it is hard at times, mm -hmm. but I think coming into this world and just truly getting to design who you want to be mm -hmm. in all realms is like the, the greatest gift that anyone unknowingly gave me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, of course, when you don't have that, that structure, you have to work a little harder to come up with the language, the options, but having nobody project what they need me to do in my life existence is like such a gift. So I'm gonna just say the fact that I get to be queer is a blessing. I love that. So. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Yes, for joining thank you us. for having me on here. We'll have Brian back again, I'm sure, as Unite continues to grow. <laughs> um, you can find Brian at the links in the podcast, and you can always find us on the socials and YouTube. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you're in California and looking for a therapist, visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists. If you're enjoying My Therapist Is Out, please rate, review, and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. My Therapist Is Out is an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Our therapists are Renee Johnson, Kristen Crow, Debbie White, Jenny Nigro, and Tara Friedman. Our podcast editing is done by Smash and Grab Studio. We'd love to hear from you about today's topic, so you can email us at info at openspacetherapycollective.com. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at My Therapist Is Out and Open Space Therapy Collective. Thanks for listening.